You are listening to yet another one of the fine members of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more of the member shows over at techpodcasts.com. How you doing, everybody? Welcome to Tech Today number seven. I'm Aaron Salome. Uh, we're finally back on a regular schedule here. Uh, last week was the craziest week I've ever had. We had the New Media Expo live show. Uh, a regular episode of Tech Today came out, an episode of Tech Tonight. And we had the live show at IDF that I put out. Uh, was definitely one of the craziest weeks I've ever had. So starting with this week, we're back to the normal schedule of one episode out per week. And, uh, and this week we have a lot of big stuff to talk about. So we're going to get right into that. And uh, actually the first story uh, kind of has something to do with IDF that took place last week. Uh, it's a story that I missed during the live show. Uh, so I want to get it in now. This is huge. Intel uh, is working on a wireless power system. They actually demoed it live at IDF. And they basically sent power wirelessly to a lamp that was on stage. Uh, I believe it was a 60 watt bulb and that uses more power than a laptop computer. So you can only imagine the applications of this technology and, and this technology is really in its infancy. So uh, so in its infancy, if it can power a laptop computer with no problem, uh, then I think we're off to a great start. And basically this is all done through magnetic fields. Uh, one of the big questions about this is how is it gonna affect humans? Because if we have electric power wirelessly traveling through the air, how is that going to affect us? Basically what they've done is they're using magnetic fields to power these devices and our, our human bodies aren't affected by magnetic fields. So that's definitely a big plus and this is really a very interesting technology that has a lot of applications. This is definitely going to be something huge uh, when this actually starts getting rolled out. You know, and, and you might be seeing this kind of technology at airports where, you know, as soon as you walk into an airport, your cell phone starts charging, uh, your laptop starts charging, uh, whatever. This just makes life so much easier. Uh, I'm really excited for this technology, and, uh, and I can't wait till this starts getting rolled out. Well, the second beta version of Internet Explorer 2 just came out, and they have an interesting new feature in Internet Explorer 8. Uh, it's called In Private. What this feature does is uh, basically a lot of people out on the internet right now are calling it porn mode. Basically, in private, doesn't store any uh, any information about your browsing session. It gets rid of cookies, temporary internet files, history, other things like that. It doesn't store any of it. So, uh, so if anybody else uses your computer, uh, they're not going to be able to tell what you were just surfing. Uh, and you can switch this feature on and off. You know, a lot of people are calling this a porn mode because, because obviously this works well if you're the kind of person who constantly looks up porn on the internet. I guess it does have some some value outside of pornography. If you just bought something for a girlfriend or a wife uh, on eBay, you know, and you don't want her knowing where you just were, you could use in private to kind of erase your tracks. I don't know. I I mean, it definitely has some value outside of a uh, pornography setting, I guess. But I guess we can all assume that pornography is going to be the uh, biggest use of in private. There are some other interesting features in IE8, and one of them is called suggested sites. 
and what it does is it basically asks you if you want Internet Explorer to discover websites you might like based on websites that you've previously visited. Um, and this is turned off by default, uh, but of course you can always turn it on whenever you want. I doubt I'll ever use that feature. Um, and let's be honest here, I doubt I'm even going to use Internet Explorer 8 when it finally gets released. Uh, I'm more of a Firefox guy myself. But, you know, I mean, if that's if that's the kind of thing you're interested in, then you can get uh, IE to suggest websites based on your browsing history. IE also now includes uh, a feature called accelerators. And for the most part, these are just plugins for IE. Uh, you can blog, map things, send email, translate things. This is something IE has been needing for a while. Other web browsers already have plugins, especially Firefox. And they're definitely going to enhance the Internet Explorer browsing experience. Uh, so those are definitely a welcome feature to IE8. There are many other interesting features that Microsoft is implementing into IE8. And I've got to say, Internet Explorer 8 has really surprised me. You know, they've been playing catch-up with Firefox and Safari and Opera for such a long time. And IE7 kind of brought them up to speed. Uh, you know, they finally had tabs. They were really starting to crack down on security. They, they fell just short of, of really reaching Firefox's and Safari's status. Um, but now with IE8, I really think that they made huge leaps and bounds to catch up with these other browsers. And I really think IE8 is going to be on par with a lot of these other browsers. So uh, I, I guess it's only in beta 2 right now. I guess only time will tell when it actually comes out. We'll see how it is on speed and, uh, and its functionalities and things like that. But right now, it's really shaping up to be a, a great browser. And that's something I, I thought I would never hear myself say about Internet Explorer. So props to Microsoft for actually doing a great job. And we just can't talk about Microsoft without flipping to the other side of the coin to talk about Apple. Uh, there's been a lot of rumors floating around recently about a possible new iPod line coming out in September. And now Kevin Rose, the founder of Dig.com, um, has put out a video on his website basically telling people what he knows so far, or at least what he's been told uh, by people who contact him. Whether it's true or not, basically what he's been saying is we're going to see a revamp of the entire iPod line. And the Touch is also supposed to be dropping significantly in price, uh, which would make a lot of sense because we've seen the iPhone drop, and now the iPod Touch is priced so much higher than the iPhone that it really doesn't make a great case for buying the touch over the iPhone. So it really wouldn't surprise me if we did see a huge price drop on the iPod touch and maybe some of the other iPods uh, as well. That would be interesting. iTunes 8 will also be coming out. Supposedly this is going to be a big update with brand new features. One of those new features may or may not be a subscription service. Uh, this has been a, a big rumor for years now. And, uh, and right now, there's just uh, there's really nothing that says Apple will be going in that direction. There may also be a big recommendation engine that's going to come with iTunes 8 that will recommend music from other artists you might like and things like that. Similar to that, uh, to that thing they have now, I think it's called Just, just For Me or something like that. Uh, it's on the homepage of, of the iTunes store uh, or Just For You. It's something like that. Uh, basically, that recommends things for you, but this is going to be a full-blown, uh, really a better experience than that. And, and really, the timetable for this is supposedly within the next two or three weeks, we're going to be seeing all this uh, coming out. So we're just going to have to see what happens in September. In other news, LimeWire has just added 1.2 million tracks to the beta version of their LimeWire store. 
kind of a contradiction uh, when you consider that LimeWire is, is a piece of software that's known by everybody for downloading songs illegally. So it's somewhat of a contradiction, but, uh, but I definitely give them a lot of credit for trying to make the effort. Tracks from the store are 256 kilobits per second, DRM-free MP3s, 99 cents a piece, and they're also offering subscription plans. Um, I believe they have a platinum offering, which gives you 75 download credits for just $20 a month, uh, which is great, works out to about 27 cents per track. So I definitely give LimeWire a lot of credit for, for doing this, for, for attempting to do this anyway. I mean, let's face it, um, people go to LimeWire to download stuff illegally. <laughs> I mean, that's just a fact. This, this LimeWire store is really just LimeWire trying to get the music industry off their back by saying, look, we're, we're at least trying, you know, we, we have a store, uh, we want people to buy stuff. Uh, if it just so happens that they're downloading stuff illegally, it's not our fault because we have a store so, you know, this is definitely their way of, uh, of taking a lot of the pressure off themselves. We'll just have to see whether this, uh, whether this store takes off or not. Now, our last story of the day is, uh, is a new piece of software out there. Uh, it's called Mozilla Ubiquity. And I am personally going to go on record and say that Mozilla Ubiquity is one of the best pieces of software I have seen in uh, probably in the, in the past five years. That's how good this software is. Now let's talk about Mozilla Ubiquity for a little bit here. Let's say you went to a great restaurant last night and you want to email one of your friends and tell them about it. So you start typing up an email. Let's say they're not familiar with the area that this restaurant is located in. So you want to plug a map right into that email. Well, the way software is right now, it's a little difficult to go and do that. You can't just plug a map right into your email. At the very least, you go to MapQuest, uh, you type in the location of this restaurant, uh, you stick a link into the email, and then your friend has to do all the work. Mozilla Ubiquity is really trying to bring every aspect of the internet, every aspect of this technology that we use every day, and is trying to bring it all together in one place. So what you can do is when you're typing out this email, you stick in the address. And with Mozilla Ubiquity, it's a piece of software you press, um, I have it set up where if you press control space, the Mozilla Ubiquity window comes up. And what you do is you just type the way you would talk in real life. You don't have to type in all these fancy commands. Um, you just type the way you would say it to somebody. So if you have this address written into the email, you say map it, or you just type map. Uh, you know, I mean, you can type any combination, whatever you want, map this address, map it. It knows what you're trying to say. Uh, it comes up with a map right in that uh, Ubiquity window, and you add it right to the email. It's, it's such an easy, easy experience. Because you're just typing things like you would say them, uh, you don't have to learn all these different commands and, and things to type in. You just type what you mean and Ubiquity figures out what you're talking about. If you're surfing the internet and you find an interesting article that you want to email to a friend, all you do is you highlight the text that you want to send to them and just say email this to and you type in the email address and boom, it does it for you. You know, there's no going, you know, going to your Yahoo email account. Ubiquity does all of that for you. Uh, you can ask it to translate websites. Um, you highlight the text if it's uh, you know, Spanish or something like that. You highlight all the Spanish text and you tell Ubiquity translate. And boom, it does it automatically for you. 
this is really, really an amazing piece of software. So much functionality all built into one small application. Um, it's a plugin for your browser. It's it's there whenever you need it. You just press whatever uh, whatever keyboard combination you've set up. Uh, personally, I, I have control space. So whenever I press that, a small window comes up. I tell Ubiquity what I want to do, and it does it for me. Really one of the most amazing pieces of software I've used in the past five years. Really making things a lot easier on the internet. Really bringing a lot of the features that the internet has to offer together in one place. It's, it's just, it's so easy. And it's amazing that nothing like this has ever been, ever been attempted before. Uh, it seems like something that we should have had for a long time now. And, uh, and once, once you have it, once you start using it, I guarantee you will not be able to live without it. So you can check out Mozilla Ubiquity over at labs.mozilla.com or just do a Google search for Mozilla Ubiquity. Well, that's it for today. Before I go, I would like to ask everybody to keep the emails coming in. I do have a bunch that I'm going to get to uh, within the next few episodes. Uh, but you can get me at techtoday2008 at gmail.com. Uh, I also invite you to check out our blog for this show, techtodayshow.wordpress.com. If you do head over to the website, I would really appreciate it if you would take our listener survey. We're trying to get a feel for who our audience is and what kind of stuff they would like to hear from us in the future. So I would really appreciate it if you, uh, if you go to the website and you look over on the right-hand side. It says take our listener survey. If you click right there, it's a really short thing. takes less than a minute. We would really get a lot out of that, and so we would appreciate it if you would do that for us. Also, if you're at all interested, you could follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Aaron Salome. Uh, there you can get a bunch of updates uh, ranging from what I'm doing at all times to, uh, to what kind of uh, things we're working on for future episodes. That's all we got for today's show. So, uh, so send me an email, check out the website, check me out on Twitter, do whatever you got to do. Just make sure you come back for the next episode, all right? I'm Aaron Salome, and I really appreciate y'all listening. 